Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead of career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep going together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though, and so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth, and then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth uh, no matter what the consequences are. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and we're, we're going to wrap things up with this final session. We're bringing on uh, Denise McAllister. Um, and, you were in, you know, I was kind of talking with uh, both her and Bobby Lopez in the in the beginning when we first kind of came up with this idea. And uh, they've both been instrumental in kind of like help, helping me to kind of put this together. But I've been really looking forward to uh, sitting down and talking with Denise. So, Denise, welcome to Canceled and glad we could sit down and, and uh, chat here for a little bit. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Always good to talk about canceling and cancel culture and yeah, these very important issues that affect so many people on the left and the right. Yeah, well, and I, and I feel like for for me that was that was the fascinating thing for me having a lot of these interviews uh, that that we aired today was it, I feel like it's a, kind of an eye opener for a lot of people that this isn't just the left targeting the right and that's the end of it. You know, there's the right targeting the right, there's the right targeting the left. It's kind of like a free for all from everybody and I think it's something that we need to be aware of that it's not just what the mainstream narrative says it is within conservatism. Well, I think it's helpful to understand what canceling is and what's behind it, what the foundations of it are. And we've talked a lot about what's going on in academia. We've talked about big tech. We've talked about um, Hollywood and music music industry uh, and all the different areas that are affected, politics and writers. You know, me as a writer, I've been affected by this. Uh, But we need to really understand what's going on with canceling philosophically, practically, um, morally, and, and why it is so serious. And what's the driving forces? And and one thing we need to understand about it is that it is basically an attack on individuality. It is a it's a pushing toward groupthink and collectivism. And this happens when you have an abandonment of objective truth, 
of principles of liberty, the, the ties that bind all of our individual selves together, when we lose those central objective moral absolutes, uh, I know people don't like to hear that, but they, they tie us together when we uh, abandon objective reality and objective truth, then we all become our own little islands of what we want truth to be. And when that happens, we're frayed. And but we're made to be in community and, and everything becomes more about a fight between truths. This pushes us into groups, into group dynamics. And we seek out our groups that reinforce our own subjective belief systems, our own subjective truths that we like to push, our PC, you know, identity politics, you know, our individual ideas about things instead of looking at, you know, I'm not talking about individuality as far as expression. I'm talking about foundational human truths about human relating, right and wrong, good and evil, uh, liberty as opposed to, you know, a coercion and what it really means to love as, as opposed to just kind of being tolerant of others, knowing what it is that ties us together as a society and brings all our, these individual voices together where we can freely express ourselves. And you can only do that when you have a common foundation of truth to be aiming toward. And so when you don't have that, you end up having power dynamics and it becomes a power game and you're pushed into these groups. And the thing that happens when you're pushed into groups and everything becomes about group interaction um, is that your polarization increases. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online. Approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu no matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our Healthcare Management Master's. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. And I've been reading a book called um, Becoming Evil by James Waller, and it's about um, how the ordinary people in Germany became extraordinarily evil during the Holocaust. And how did that happen? And one of the things he talks about is this social amplification of uh, being in a group, being in groups. And you're much more bold when you're in a group than when you are isolated. And this can be for good or evil. You're much more able to do good things as a group, but you're also able to do much more evil things as a group. And when we have social media that, that fosters mob mentality, when we have and pushing people in, into these group reductions, group uh, dynamics, uh, you know, this is something, it becomes a power play. And, and that's what happens if you don't um, fit into the group or if you deviate from the group or if you offend the group then you need to be delegitimized. You need to be silenced. And this is what's happening with canceling. And it's uh, it's not just about losing your job. It's not about just getting kicked off of a social platform. It's about silencing a voice, silencing the individual so that they have to comply with the group. This only empowers the powerful. And we, we need to understand that. 
And the only way to fight against that is first to understand what are the foundations that enable me to have my voice. You know, we, we can sit there and we can talk about bringing down big tech, which are all, all these practical things that are good, or, or bringing down big academia, uh, breaking things up. But if you don't still have the foundations of objective truth, objective reality, and respect for the individual liberties and principles thereof, you're going to have still fractured groups. You're still going to have the power dynamics at play, and you're not going to bring a real solution to the problem. And sadly, that's what's happened in America. It's why I'm a bit pessimistic about America now. It's, I, I don't think that our cause, our problem today is so much, oh, we're not debating enough and we're not discussing enough. Um, we're not. You know, but the reason we're not is, is because we don't have the foundations that enable us to have those debates. We don't, we've cast aside reason. We, we don't understand how to form syllogisms that are proper. We don't even understand how to form a premise that's based on something real. Everything is about a subjective truth, which leads to power dynamics. This makes us slaves to whoever is the most powerful. And they want to silence your voice, the most powerful, because, again, it's a war between truths. It's not a collective, collective in the good sense aim to be compliant to objective reality, to God's truth, to, um, you know, to live by his truth. Instead, we've suppressed his truth and set our own idols up, each one of us or with our group, and it becomes a war. And so that's why you see tribalism and sectarianism and canceling and fighting, um, you know, in this way that's not productive and really just pushes people more and more into these groups is because we've abandoned that objective truth as a society. And until we get that back, there is no hope. I, I don't believe. Uh, we had that at our founding. We, we, you know, people disagreed, but there was an aim. There was a common understanding about some basic fundamental truths about human identity, human dignity, right and wrong, good and evil. And then we've lost that. Yeah, no, we we really have, and I think that that that's the really fascinating thing to me, and I feel like this is really obviously really blown up ever since President Trump became president. Um, but because I, I feel like historically it used to be you would have Democrats and you'd have Republicans, so people on the left and the right, and they were always looking at at essentially the same truth. They would just have different agreements on how you were to accomplish whatever it was that needed to to resolve that. And I feel like this is this has blown up to the point to where. The left and the right can't even agree on what's true anymore, like what you're saying. And so then it just becomes everybody's talking past each other. And, and I think to a certain degree, it's, it's intentional by, by, let's say the upper ups, uh, because they know that if they can do that, they separate us all. And I don't mean to get all conspiratorial, but just my take on it. But then, and then you begin to see like what you're saying. We're getting pushed, pushed into our own little, uh, pockets of groups. Whether it's on Twitter, like if I look at my newsfeed, it's all people that agree with me. I rarely if ever see anybody who disagrees with me there. And that's been one of my concerns about Parler and Gab and some of these others is I feel like it's just another pocket that's putting, you know, like-minded people together and they're just going to be talking to each other. Confirmation bias just blows everything up. It's just going to create more polarization. So then the question is when we're getting pushed separate, how do, how do we say, okay, enough's enough. We 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 need to come back together and actually agree on what truth is. Like it's almost an impossible situation to a certain degree. Well, there's no 
no problem with disagreement. I mean, we should all, you know, have dis- disagreement. That's not an issue. Can- like, even going back to what canceling is, you know, canceling isn't protesting. Canceling isn't disagreement. Canceling isn't arguing. Canceling isn't even like firing you for a, a decent reason or so- you didn't comply with company rules or whatever. Um, canceling is when you don't comply to a group standard that's subjective in nature that's that's there to empower someone or a group for an agenda. That's what canceling is. When you don't comply and then you will be um, delegitimized if you don't hold to that group's ideal. And the reason that it's so necessary for these collectivist entities to have that conformity is because they're built on sand. They have all they have is control because they don't have truth. And, you know, in our in our founding days, we had tons of newspapers. People don't realize everything. Think, everyone thinks everything was a lot monolithic as far as dialogue. It wasn't. There was all kinds of voices, all kinds of debate, all kinds of uh, different um, pamphlets and newspapers. It was very um, partisan in back in the day and lots of fighting and lots of arguing. Um, and but there was that foundation of truth that people were aiming toward there there was a some basic fundamental principles about liberty about god about morality um about human identity about human sexuality about family all of these things were were common ties that that held all those disparate voices together about how to live out the individuality and the disagreements about policy and, and how to build roads and infrastructure and, and what to do with foreign nations. I mean, the, these different debates that we have, the debates we're having aren't really debates. The fights we're having today are about fundamental human realities. You know, we're debating, you know, whether, uh, you know, a penis is male or a vagina means you're female. I mean, we're having, you know, who do we decide who we are? You know, who, who is our determiner of of our identity is it just me or is it god do we have a creator you know is it the group and uh, these are very dangerous things and so you know when you abandon these foundational moral um things and i don't mean just doing right and wrong about certain things i'm talking about identity human identity um truth when you abandon that then you know you you can't tolerate dissension from the ranks And because the collective has to hold together, um, otherwise it falls apart um, and becomes just bickering and more fighting and more um, and more power. And and then this is the problem with with the canceling of the right to the right and the left, you know, is that it's going to happen. It's happening in churches because we have coalesced around false idols and false truths. And, uh, you know, to take homosexuality, for example, um, we have now embraced this as a truth that it's a good. Um, and so if you deviate from that, then you're you're threatening a foundational tie within an individual group that's based on their subjective powers. And, and you're not living according to God's truth. And so you have to be silenced. You have to be eradicated. You have to be delegitimized. And and so you're you're canceled. If you say anything, if you offend anyone, it doesn't matter what the context is. Context is never looked at. There's no understanding. It's just, have you offended? Have you have you deviated from the PC mandate? And that holds, and that's on the right or the left because they want their group held together too. And and when their their group, when your group is built on false moral foundations and false foundations about what truth is then you're not going to find those ties to bind 
together the dis- disagreements. And you're not going, it's just a false premise there and a false foundation. And until those get back, you know, the society is lost. And I know people don't like to hear that kind of pessimism. You know, it's really nice to be positive and say, rah, rah, you know, I'm all for the country. I'm all for the group. We're going to come together. No, we're not. If you have abandoned objective reality and objective truth, you have lost everything that ties humanity socially together. So you tell me how that that works. How does that work? And the only way to get that back, the church used to be the gatekeeper of, of, of truth. It's no longer. The family's broken down. All the foundational parts that hold that treasure together, that truth that we have to make us a healthy society, are broken and frayed because they have rejected that truth. So in other words, until we repent of our idol worship of ourselves and our subjectivism and our false gods and our false moralities until we turn and return back to God's ways, we will lose our society. We will lose our souls. We will lose our relationships. We will lose our liberty. We will lose our freedom. Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. And it's happening at every level of society. So we can talk about fighting all these bigger battles in all these different areas. And that's fine. And there's things to be done there, practically speaking. But I'm just telling you and warning you that until, you know, we get ourselves together about what truth is, then you're going to be silenced by the collective. Because individuality can't be tolerated because there is no individuality if there is no objective truth. There's only the collective will. Right. Well, and, and that's the fascinating thing about, about Christianity and, and the gospel and dealing with, with that, that, with that whole side of things is that it is a pretty individualistic thing. And I think that a lot of it when we're talking about, uh, you know, basically opposing groupthink and, and all of that kind of stuff and we're trying to figure out how to get out of this, step number one is we need to make sure that we as an individual person get our relationship with God right. Because, you know, we can't overcome groupthink and group and group mindset and things like that if we're not starting with ourselves we're never going to turn things around if we just keep saying we as a group need to fix this it's i i need to start 
and then we can move on from there. But if if I don't start, then I can't go on working on the next person and the next and the next person and the next person. And that's what I think that we're missing right now in a lot of this conversation is personal responsibility. Personal Good responsibility. Job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, get your your thinking right. You know, what is your thinking about truth? What is your thinking about what is right and what are you aiming for? What is your calling and responsibility and purpose as a human being made in God's image. If you don't understand that, you're you're on the wrong footing from the get-go. And then once you get that right, then you can then you pass it on to your children. You put that into your family and then you raise up children who understand it. And then you develop you bring it and your churches reflect that. And then your schools reflect that. The reason why our schools are a mess is because individuals are a mess. The reason why our churches are a mess is because our individuals are a mess. We have individually, but, you know, and it's happened over time, deterioration and bringing in, um, you know, idol worship and sin and putting our own views about how things should be and about what human relations should be and about how we're to live our lives. Putting that first, our desires, sinful desires first, instead of putting forth truth, that that has caused, you know, deterioration in the family, deterioration in the church, deterioration in politics deterioration in in film and mu- in music and every every sector of society and and so you're just going to see more of the same until there is a change of heart and soul and mind back toward the very foundations that enable us to be individuals in society instead of individuals isolated within the collective and that's what groupthink is and that's the heartbeat of canceling that's why it's different from, I mean, you were talking to Michelle Shocked and she was like, you know, talking about what is canceling. This is why I really don't put protests or boycotts, um, boycotts in the sense of not buying a product. I don't mean boycotts in that you need to be removed from, you know, eradicated as a business. That's a different thing. And we should protest. You know, if, if we believe in righteousness and justice and truth and love and um, fairness, then we're going to be fighting. If we believe in good and we believe that evil is out there, we're going to be fighting. We're going to be protesting. We're going to be arguing. We're going to have disagreements. You know, we're going to have revolutions. You know, these are sometimes good things. I mean, you need to fight injustice, but you need to know what injustice is. And see what I'm saying? If you think injustice is something that it's not, then you're, you're again, you're bringing in a perversion into human relations. So it's not just standing for something. You know, it's not just I'm going to fight the good fight for something or for myself or, you know, for men having vaginas. That's not a good fight. That That's a divisive fight because it's a lie. It's an idol. It's false. And it will divide human relations because it's based on a subjective truth. And since it comes from a subjective truth, there is no tie that binds you to everyone else. Because they have their own. And I know you can be sitting here and thinking, well, Denise, that's your that's your own subjective truth. It's not. It's not. There is objective truth, and you know it. You may have suppressed it. You may have seared your conscience. You may not care. You may be thinking, oh, I do think men have vaginas. Um, you may be thinking that. I keep going to that because it's just fun to say. But, uh, you know, I, it's just this is the kind of thinking and perversions that we have um, that that – divide us and only the only unity that we can have as a human being with other human beings is through God, our creator who 
made us in his image to be in relationship with each other based on his righteousness and his truth, his way and loving each other as he has loved us, not as we want to be loved, not as how we feel, not as what makes me feel good about myself. Because then if it's all about that, then every offense is intolerable. You know, every offense becomes a a movement to be brought to bear against others to control them. And if you don't use the right race language, then you're going to be controlled and moved and, and silenced, you know, or, you know, suppressed in some way, oppressed. You know, it's only when you're aiming toward toward the good. And, and you know, Christian history itself is filled with the church deviating itself from this. That's why you have violence and wrong movements and disruptions within the church is, is a loss of being of obedience to God's ways and putting his ways first as we're made to be. And if we as a society don't get back to that, we can sit here and talk about politics. We can vote for Trump, you know, in the next election. Um, we can we can um, aim for our political candidates to get out there or our our favorite conservative speakers to get up on their high horses and do it all day long, you know, talking and raw rawing them and pouring more money into their bank accounts. We can be doing all that. It's not going to change unless these fundamental things are brought to bear within our minds and in our hearts and we bring them together within our personal relationships. But see, the, the problem is, is that evil knows that it's it's us going back to those first principles in obedience to God and then forming those healthy relationships. He hates that because healthy society, good collective society, community is a better word, is what God wants. But evil wants collectivism, and you can see it on the right and the left. It's not a right and left issue. You can see how this is. You know, the the right is is as perverted and, and corrupt in its understanding of truth. I mean, when I was canceled from conservative uh, media, I went and said, oh, "I'm going to start my own platform." This is one of the solutions that you can do: is just go and start your own platform. Though <laughs> you have no money to do it, but you start it anyway. Um, and I find that, you know, speaking to Christians, that was my, you know, been my goal, you know, to go to the pe- the very people who should know better, who should be rallying around God's truth and not your own truth or the group truth or the political truth. Um, you know, and I'm finding it's just as bad there, you know, it's just as bad there as it is in secular conservative media. It's just as filled with sex. It's just filled with drugs and alcoholism and lies and conformity to liberal groupthink. You know, it, it's just it, tolerance is, is the highest virtue, not truth. And it, these are the kind of things that are that destroy a nation. And if we don't have those foundations, there's no hope. No, I'm sorry. Uh, to be, I'm sorry to be negative, but. There it is. <laughs> well, it, it's 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 a true statement, and, and that's obviously the the key to all of this is that it's a true statement, even if it is you know pessimistic. It's still real. It's still true. But but I th- I think the thing is is that I think that we have we have to understand that even within Christianity and 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 all of that, the church the church is majorly failing right now in defining truth. It's majorly failing in um in 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 individuality and thought it you know because the church is being pushed towards this group think and i think to a certain degree i think the left knows that if they push left or if they push group think hard enough then all of us on the right who are supposed to be individuals 
will buy into it in order to counter the groupthink of the left. So then we have our own groupthink of the right. And I feel like that's now 2020 is basically two sets of groupthinks now clashing. And then it's just insanity. And I think that that's really where you get cancel culture. Because I, I know even looking on social media, it, it was literally um, like with Black Lives Matter. It was you're supposed to post this black square to signify that you are pro-Black Lives Matter. If you don't, then you get canceled. Like that's literally – that was this power struggle that was going on. And that was happening within Christianity, was happening within secular society. And that's the scary thing when people don't look at that and think, you can't tell me what to say. All of a sudden now people are like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be canceled. So I'm going to post that. That's, that's a dangerous space for America to be in right now. Well, it's a frightening thing to have to stand alone. And we're made to be in community. And so when the groups and communities have been artificially constructed around wrong views of things or around ideals or around agendas, I mean, even some good agendas, when, when you know, the, the structure of the group is, is around that instead of around common understanding of common uh, principles given to us by God about human thriving and human relationships, um, and in obedience to him and living according to his ways and not our own, uh, then you're going to have just warring of these, again, subjective agendas and realities and truths. And it's about power. It's about power and fear. It's about being approved of. No one wants to be kicked out of the group. You know, no one wants to be delegitimized. Believe me, it's really tough to be delegitimized, targeted, stigmatized, and silenced. It's dehumanizing. And that's what evil wants, you know, evil wants you to be dehumanized and how better to dehumanize you than to reduce you into a lie um, instead of living freely in the truth. But sometimes living freely in the truth means living alone, standing alone and um, and not ultimately alone because you have God with you. But that's hard. That's not human nature. I mean, we're we're made to be with each other and in loving relationships. That's healthy. And so when we have threats and mobs coming at us, you know, these group tendencies and polarizations where extreme behavior um, is fostered within the group mindset and mobs are, are formed, it's terrifying. And so you want to comply and then add the loss of money and income and uh, who, who wants to lo- lose their, their income and the, supporting their family by standing up for some of these things. I mean, it's just exhausting and it's difficult and that's why this these fights you know that are ultimately about good and evil um and standing up for what is true are so cataclysmic and so uh it's it's the stuff of the human epic narrative that we live in this life i mean we weren't promised to live an easy life and i think that's one of the problems with um being materially successful and having a lot of technology in america being its great history of prosperity that it's been is that we've developed a soft society and um, an easy society that, that's made evil easily come into the cracks and let us get used to our security and our comfort and our safety. And we hold that close to us as an idol instead of holding it loosely. And that life is, is hard because we live in a fallen world. It is a battle within our own souls. You know, every day I have a fight with myself 
you know, um, to keep evil at bay in Senate Bay. I mean, you know, so it, it's a fight within, it's a fight without, you know, and, and it, it, Jesus himself said about the gospel, you know, I, I bring a sword, not peace. I mean, it's going to cause division when you stand for truth. And I think the church has just in this postmodern feelings oriented, relationally oriented, and I don't mean relationally in the good way of building healthy relationships, but it's all about me being at peace with my neighbor. Um, that uh, it has lost its soul and it's lost its truth. It's lost its its hard love, and I, that that the foundations of human society and thriving are built on. You know, love is so hard that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. You know, and that's pretty hard. What are we willing to do? I can't get rid of my Netflix. Oh, I can't get rid of my iPhone, or I can't. No, I have to go to the Black Lives Matter rally because I don't want to be called a racist or, you know, I've got to say homosexuality is a really good thing because I don't want, you know, to be seen like a bigot and ugly and nasty. I've got to wear my mask, you know, because I want to make sure that everyone knows I love you. I mean, these are all things you're driven by your emotions in order to comply with a group to fit into the broader collective. And um, that's what's being driven here. And it's happening to all of us. And you see it everywhere. And, and that I guess what I want to bring to this conversation is just that more fundamental foundational issue that needs to be addressed and dealt with um, before, you know, any anything else. I mean, or at the same time as everything else. But those issues need to be dealt with. And if we're not willing, and especially as Christians, you're not willing to stand on the ma- mountaintop and yell the truth with the arrows being flung at you? What good are you in promoting the kingdom of God? Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Seriously, if all you're concerned about is your security and safety, what good are you? You're living in fear. You know, and perfect love casts out fear. Where is your perfect love? Do you even know what it is? Do you even know what that means? Or is it just your feelings and compliance and making people feel good? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I think 
I think it's it's important that you know you know kind of the theme of this is we have we have to get down to what is truth. We have to get down to what is right and wrong. We got to make sure we've got a relationship with with God right. We, we like we got to start with ourselves, and those those are three very vitally important things. Um, one of the I did want to change the conversation a little bit to look a little bit on the on the broader conversation of cancel culture and practically what what can we do moving forward because I think because I think on one hand we've got we've got the left and this is their tactic is cancel you if you don't fall in the line again because they've got this collectivism group think and that sort of thing how do how practically are we supposed to respond and how do we combat this when they're they're essentially taking the 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 low road they're going groupthink. They're going cancel culture. How do we respond without retaliating with the low road cancel culture groupthink type mentality? Well, you respond with right think. You know, you, you don't respond with groupthink. You respond with right think. Well, there's a couple things. You know, one thing, one of the practical things you can do is that when you see people being isolated and being attacked because they are standing for right think, okay? No, they're not going to be perfect in their expressions of it all the time. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about everyone behaving perfectly. But when you see that someone's fighting the good fight in some way in this culture, don't pile on. You know, um, and don't surround them. Death is in isolation. I mean, when we're isolated and deal, now I say stand alone, but we're standing with God for right truth. But I'm talking about socially. Socially, when you've been delegitimized and stigmatized and targeted, um, you're you're disempowered. I mean, that's the whole point of doing it, right? Is to, is to make you not have any power, not have a voice. Surround those people. Stand by them. Stand in the ranks. Don't turn around and shoot on your own team. Don't run from them like rats from the sinking ship. Um, if they're standing for something right and true, ultimately, and again, understand context of things. Don't just take things out of context. Um, uh, then support them. Don't let the the mob win. Don't let the bullies win. Imagine that you're on a on a playground and the bullies are pushing out one of your own. Don't go running. You know, stand up. And you know, this is what revolutions are made of. You know, and don't be afraid of the conflict. I, I think a lot of the time people are always looking for these peaceful type solutions to things. And I, and I know what you're saying. You don't want one tribe going after another or one group think going after another group think that's what I don't want. But I also don't want um, passivity and fear and just wanting peace at all costs and everyone just be nicey nice. No, you need to stand up for what's true. There's no, no problem with, with it. doesn't mean you need to cancel other people. It doesn't mean you need to get them fired from their jobs, but you need to speak out, use your voice Use whatever means you have to speak out with the truth that you know and with the truth that is true. Churches gather together, stand together. You know, we need to we need to learn a little bit more about what it means to stand up and fight again, fight the good fight. And that's what it takes. But you have to have your thinking right first. You have to be fearless. You have to be discerning and have wisdom about what's going on. You can't sit there and go, oh, I was offended by a word or I was offended by this or that. You need to look at what's really the fundamental roots of what's going on and fight it and stand with those who are doing the same and do it fearlessly and do it according to God's truth. You need right thinking. That's the only thing that will oppose groupthink. It will cause clashes. It will cause conflict. 
you won't always have debate because again, one of the problems in our society is it has abandoned the very foundations of debate of, of a common understanding of even how to form an argument properly. And everything comes back to feelings. Keep pressing the arguments, but just sometimes you just need to stop and say, they aren't going to listen. It's all about feelings. And, and I do this often is um, I'm not going to argue with you anymore. This is the truth. I stand by it and I stand with everyone who stands by that truth as well because they're standing with God's truth, period. I may not convince you. You're not going to hear my argument. You're going to prattle on about your feels or about what's tolerant, about everyone has their own truth. It's a lie. You need to proclaim the truth and not always just argue the truth. And I don't think Christians are doing a lot of proclaiming these days, fearless proclaiming and standing by each other. And standing, you know, for Christ in the culture. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with you, and 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 I think and I think the pro, the problem even coming back to cancel culture within Christianity is I think that there is this tribalistic, um, you know, mentality that's within Christianity that I think that I think has led to this cancel culture uh, type thought process going on within within the conservative evangelical movement and i think to a certain degree I, i've had so many people reach out to me in in dms and twitter and things like that and they're like i can't i'm not allowed to disagree with my pastor if i do church discipline is done on me and in i i can't tell you how many people have told me this and it's over like stupid things it's it's not like it this is like a serious like salvation type issue but this is this is over just theological differences right and I think at a certain point within the church, I think we need to lead the way in having a lot of these maybe more difficult conversations, be okay to debate with people and not get into these tribalistic, you know, uh, you know, separations and then just hurling grenades at each other and then patting each other on the back once you destroy another theologian. I think we, we need to get back to, let's go back to scripture. Let's, let's partner with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but not get into an immediate canceling of everybody over every little thing because to, to be honest that's really rampant within christianity and then it's spilling over into every other aspect of life well there's some fundamental truths that you know what what are we to be unified around i mean that's what again right thinking what are we to be unified around is it around my local church because it's my local church is it around my pastor because i think he's really cool and he makes really nice books you know is it uh a church because they're all the same color as me, you know, um, is it, you know, what are you surrounding? What is your unifying principles within the group that you're standing by? And why are you standing? What, what is your core, you know? And I think that within Christianity, what are the core things that we are to stand on and we are to stand on Christ. We are standing on his truth. Now we're going to always have disagreements about what, some of those outworkings are in theology and practice. This is where the debates come in. But at least we have an agreement that there needs to be unity around what truth is. You know, what what are we rallying for? What are we fighting for? What are we proclaiming? And what are we fighting for? What are we dying for at times? And what are we living for? And if, if it's not the fundamental truths that God has laid out for us, you know, to love one another in his way, according to his righteousness, according to his truth, and standing by Christ first and foremost, and not by men or ourselves, or our own fears, you know, our own bank accounts, 
you know, the income that we we get. There, I mean, there's all kinds of things that we surround ourselves by to make us part of little tribes. Um, so we need to step back and go, what, what are we fighting for? And, and fight for that. And, uh, you know, not peace at, at all costs. That's not true, right? Um, you know, it, it, we stand for, for Christ and Christ crucified, and we proclaim his truth according about human relations and human identity. That means we need to start thinking. We are a dumb generation. I'm sorry. We don't understand truth. We don't understand. We don't even need to know how to read the scriptures. We don't understand history. We don't understand philosophy. We don't understand the difference between collectivism and individualism. You know, we don't understand what liberty really is as opposed to libertinism. You know, we don't even understand our own identity when we look in the mirror. You know, we don't understand what it means to be made in the image of God as rational, eternal creatures and how that comes to bear and how we live our daily lives. We don't understand personal responsibility and the hardship that that brings. You know, so these are these are these fundamental things that we've lost that we need to get back together again and 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 stand on and and for ourselves, in our families, in the church, in our culture. And then politics is way down the line, you know? I mean, that's a way down outward. I mean, we're all involved in the political process. We, we, vote, we vote by what we think is best. But that's not the front end, you know? That's, that's you know, Trump or, or whoever, whoever's going to come 10 years from now. You know, um, it has to start with our relationship with God. And everything is downstream from that. Everything. You know, we talk about politics being downstream from culture, but culture is downstream from relationships. Core, one of the core relationships is that between men and women in the family. And then, but even from that, that's downstream from your individual relationship with God and Christ. And if that's not right, if that's broken, you're going to have disruption all along the way. And, and I am afraid that we have a scattering and a shattering of truth and relationships from the core. And yeah. it's caused all kinds of problems and, and evil in our society to come in. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely. And I, and I think the thing that, you know, that I, I always, the way that I look at politics and, you know, because again, I'm involved in talking politics, theology, all that kind of stuff is, you know, what's happening in culture and politics, it's like a symptom of the problem. It's not the problem. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up in politics is the end all be all. It's like, no, that's like third, fourth, fifth priority. And the reason why it's so crazy is because we've totally messed up our main priority because that is lowest on our totem pole. And that, that's the problem with all of this. So, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of leave everybody with, and I want to ask you this question is, you know, so we're talking a lot, you know, kind of big ideas, but then we talked about, you know, there's, uh, there is objective truth. There is, we got to focus on our relationship with God if we're going to fix anything, all that kind of stuff. But for anybody who's watching this and they spent today watching each of these interviews, what do you want to leave people with in what do they take home? What do they do? Like moving forward, we all agree, at least hopefully everybody who's watching this agrees, cancel culture sucks. It shouldn't be a thing. We should destroy it. But realistically, moving forward, we know the left's going to continue down this route. We know that they're going to continue to try to cancel everybody. So what do we do as Christians? What do we do as conservatives moving forward to at least try to make some headway? Well, I think, first of all, like you're doing is be very aware of it. Be aware of what it is, what it's not. You know, it's not disagreeing. It's not arguing. I hear a lot of people, you know, when conservatives disagree with each other, they're like, stop doing that. We all need to get along, you know, and it's like, no, you, st- you, you're, you still fight for the truth, you know. 
And again, we need to get our right thinking. That's the only way you're going to oppose the group thinking that, that brings on cancel culture. And, you know, that's maybe one group today that you're dealing with and a different group tomorrow. It may be a different political group. It may be a different church or something. But you need to be fighting for right thinking and those right principles than what is true. Um, because there are things to stand up against. That's not canceling. You know, that's not going, I need to get that person silenced because they're not complying with the group think that empowers my group. That's canceling. Or I need to silence those people because what they're saying is affecting my group that I want to keep in power. And I'm afraid that I'm, I'm going to be delegitimized and attacked. Therefore, I need to silence even someone in my own ranks you know, politically or culturally or whatever, um, because I'm afraid of what the cancelers are going to do to me. I'm going to lose my money or I'm going to lose my reputation or I won't get invited to the local cocktail parties anymore in, in Washington, D.C. or whatever, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, I, it's just not having fear and understanding what's happening and why it's happening. And it's happening at the individual and, and, and community level because people want to maintain their relationships. They want to maintain their money, their control, their power, their messaging. They don't want to be delegitimized. They're afraid of the mob. So um, be aware that this is happening to you. And when you see it happening, I mean, look for it. Be aware of it. I mean, just recently, to, to, uh, I didn't want to wrap up. My mom, who's over 80 years old, good Christian grandma, mom, gentle soul, goes on Facebook every once in a while. Well, some woman had posted something um, or she, my mom had posted something pro Trump for the coming upcoming election. Cause we want to, you know, we want to campaign for him. And um, a fellow teacher, my mom used to be a teacher wrote her and said, I don't understand how someone as smart as you, my mom was a chemistry teacher and scientific and intelligent as you could possibly support this man. And my mom just gently replied, well, I support him because I think he's doing good things for our military. I think he's doing good things for reducing central control of power. I mean, she said several things, you know. Um, the woman comes back and says, I just want you to know that I'm so liberal and I'm so left. I've moved to Asheville, North Carolina, and I'm going to call all of my people to come and, and, and let you know that you're a problem. She basically threatened my mom. She threatened my mom with a media mob, a social media mob on Facebook. Uh, that's classic. It's classic group dynamics, a little tiny canceling to get my mom to be silenced and chase her off a platform. And it's a tiny little one. Then you have big people losing their jobs and people from New York Times losing their jobs or a writer not being able to write anymore, musicians not being able to perform anymore, or a grandma who doesn't want to go on Facebook anymore because she's being mobbed by bullies. I mean, it happens at every level. And there, there was no engagement of the issues because it's not about the issues because there's no real unity of truth. It's about power and it's about the agenda. And, uh, you know, so I'm rallying, I'm going to rally around my mom. I'm going to write an article about it. And I'm going to be like, you know, no, you don't need to be afraid. Mom, get back there on Facebook and speak truth. Don't be intimidated by the mob. And stand for truth. You don't have to be ugly about it. I, I admit that I lose my temper on occasion. But, you know, you can, you know, stand up to it. And that's okay because you're standing for truth. I mean, when you stand for truth, when your conscience is clear 
and you're standing for righteousness, there is freedom in that, in that like nothing else. I mean, I can tell there is freedom. There's freedom and repentance of your sin, so you're not hampered down by it. There's clarity and understanding God's ways. And there's fearlessness in standing up against people who want to tear you down. So be aware of it, people. Know what's going on. Support those that you see being attacked. Stand for the truth. Don't go back and you know, say, well, I'm just going to fire you because I don't like you. No. Proclaim the truth back at them and rally people to proclaim the truth. That's how revolutions are born. That's how great awakenings happen. That's how countries are saved or fall, you know, if it's standing for the wrong thing. You know, um, this is how we need to, to rebuild. But we can't if the foundations aren't there. If you're on sinking sand, you're going to sink. So we need to get back on the foundations and build the building up strongly. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, th- and I think, too, kind of going along with uh, with the example, with, like with your mom and everything, uh, you know, that's something that I think is it's happening more and more. Uh, and this is where cancel culture, a lot of times we talk in these high levels, kind of like what we're talking about with like your experience, Bobby, uh, Michelle, things like that, and, and Milo even and all that kind of stuff. But this is bleeding down into everyday life. This is This is now, now we're dealing with, Friends are canceling friends. Family members are canceling family members. And again, like what you're saying, it, it is a division over, over truth. You know, you have subjective truth versus objective truth. And I think that this is where I think we as conservatives and we as Christians who do have the truth on our side, we, we have to do our best not to allow the left and the subjective truthers to get under our skin, which is the most difficult thing in the world. But we have to understand this this is this is strategic. They're trying to get a rise out of us. So that way we we respond emotionally. We get into the subjective realm. Take a step back, understand the strategy, and come back and let's let's stay with stay within the objective realm. If we can do that, I think we may be able to make some headway because we'll be able to slowly convince one person at a time. But if we devolve ourselves into their groupthink subjective truth strategy will lose every single time. And I think that that's why conservatives have been losing for so long. And then comes along somebody like Trump who brought it all back. And he's like, I don't care what you guys say about me. I'm just going to (laughs) go. And I think that we need a little bit more of that mentality. We do. But I would also say that, um, you know, one of the greatest, most powerful things, and I think only Christians, mature Christians will probably understand what I'm saying is that there is power in grace. So in the fight, you stand for truth, you proclaim the truth, but you're going to come up against people who just flat out aren't going to listen, you know, or who disagree with you. Or And, and at, there's showing grace and, and, um, and saying, not I agree to disagree with you. I will never say I agree to disagree with you. No, I'll say you're wrong, but I still respect you as a human being, I still love you, um, but you're wrong. And you're, do, you're causing this and this problem. This is where I think when you spoke to Nick Cersei, he he talked about telling stories. I think a really great way to communicate to people today is through telling stories, personal stories, because they don't really have ears to hear logic and reason. And even they have no toleration for for scripture being quoted, even though I do it all the time, Um, because I think you just proclaim the truth and let the Holy Spirit do the work. But also tell stories, let people see the the personal outcomes, the the consequences of their choices, and um, let them know your personal stories or um, communicate to find ways to communicate to people to help them to see truth better. And the more we do that in a gracious way, even better. You know that doesn't mean that there won't always ever be a fight. 
you know, a, a conflict, I should say. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Um, there will be, and um, like like Jesus said, I brought a sword, and um, and sometimes that's just going to cause division. But uh, but there's a long, you know, there's paths in between, you know, where you can show better grace in that. And um, and like you said, not letting it get personal. It, I I get my feelings ruffled and I get angry. Um, I understand that, but it's better if we can pull back, proclaim the truth, and and I'm going to be real hard here. It's also not just about highfalutin ideals. It's also about people in their individual lives. You know, we need to clean up our lives. You know, um, get the sexual immorality out of your lives. Get the drunkenness out of your lives, the gossip, the sin, all the stuff listed in Romans 1 that we, we've put up on pedestals and, and brought into our bosoms and cherished them there. It weakens us. And, you know, and if we see a brothers that are doing it or sisters, you know, lovingly and with grace, you know, try to confront or expose if it's, if it's, if it's institutional, you know, I mean, these are important things that we need to do to stand for truth. And it's hard because we live in a very lazy society. We just want to be at peace. We want everyone to get along and want everyone to be nice to each other. And any kind of conflict or confrontation is not seen as loving, but we need to have a, a rethinking about what loving is. We need to understand what truth is and we need to live by it and show each other grace when we fail because we're going to fail a lot and hold each other up, you know, in that and understand where people are coming from. See people in context and, you know, try to stay away from the extreme thinking that comes with groupthink and comes with group dynamics and group interactions. It's one of the problems with social media is that um, everything's quick, everything's instantaneous, everything's isolated and reduced, and you just see one thing, and you fire things off, and you say things that you never would in real life. Um, And, you know, pull back from that kind of group interaction and realize, you know, you're dealing with human beings on the other end. And you're you're dealing with God's image bearers. You know, show them the dignity and respect that they may not be showing you, and they may not be showing themselves. Um, but you, it, there's that balance between being wise as serpents and gentle as doves is not always easy. Fighting the good fight and walking the path of peace is not always easy to know when and how to do that. When to answer the mocker and when not to answer the mocker. When to debate, when to proclaim, when to walk away. You know, the, these these are all takes maturity and time and relationship building and support from each other. and And we need more of that. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's the perfect way to wrap it all up because it's it's it really brings it all to focus. 
uh, with with how we need to be conducting ourselves in this fight. Because again, it, it is a battle. It is a fight. It is a war. But we have to do things in the right way. Uh, we have to do things in the biblical way. And, and I think that that's where we have to make sure we don't devolve into the world's tactics. We have to make sure that we're grounded in truth first and foremost. So, um, But yeah, Denise, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to do this. It, w- it was a blast talking to you, as always. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, and hopefully we can get Milo. He'd be an interesting Christian perspective in his own way of yeah. dealing with stuff. <laughs> so a whole different, and like you said, dealing with different voices that we may disagree with, but yet um, maybe have some common, build on some of the common pillars that we can have to fight the group think mm-hmm. and, and fight for freedom of speech and individuality and, and understand that, but always aiming toward those first principles and right thinking. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, now, uh, if people want to uh, check out your writing or follow you on social media or things like that to get you know more about what you're talking about and see the article you're going to write about uh, the the mob coming after coming after your mom, uh, what's what's the best way for them to do that? <laughs> you can come after me, but don't come after my mother. Yeah, uh, I get very defensive of my family. Um, yeah, you can um, you can follow me on Twitter at McAllister Den. Though I think I'm going to be pulling back from Twitter a bit. Um, it's just that that group interaction that that pushing toward extreme behaviors is something that affects me. So um, I may be pulling back a little bit, and just posting my writings. Um, I'll be writing at Romans1.com, which is the website that I started, and it's a website that's not just for me. It's not my blog. It's actually a a website. It's incorporated. It's a business, and it's it's a uh, platform there for other people to write. So if you're a good writer. I have to say, um, an insightful Christian writer who wants to make a difference about some of these issues. You're welcome to write um, if you don't have a platform to write at. And, you know, if you're a journalist and you're frustrated that you can't get your Christian views out, come to Romans 1. We can get it out there for you, um, like at Gatekeepers. And um, and so there, and I'm probably going to be doing less of that as well, too, because I think I'm going to focus, start focusing more on some writing more fiction to get the stories out that I think will help people more in an age that has rejected reason. Yeah, definitely. So I highly encourage everybody, go, go to Romans1.com. Definitely check that out. Always great writing and, and all of that going on over there. But again, Denise, really appreciate you coming on. Um, and then also just a thank you to everybody who was a part of today. It was a blast. You know, we, you know, we started off the day with uh, Nick Searcy. Uh, we had uh, Michelle Schacht, Bobby Lopez, uh, Denise, and then also, uh, you know, we're hoping that we'll get we'll get a follow up with uh, Mylianopolis that we'll add on to this as well. W- would be a blast. Thanks so much for everybody tuning in. It was a lot of fun. Uh, again, if you guys want to, um, we'll put all the links to everybody's websites. That way, you guys can follow them, support them as well. If you guys want more information or anything that we're doing here, with uh, we've got the gatekeepers. If you go to gatekeepersonline.com, we've got podcasts, articles, uh, books, all that kind of stuff over there. Uh, on the Freedom First side, which is more the secular conservative uh, podcast network, you can go to freedomfirstnetwork.com. Either way, we're trying to get the truth out there uh, in just different forms, different ways, uh, and that sort of thing. So definitely check those out. Again, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll come around with canceled volume two at some point. I have no idea. But uh, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll We'll catch you guys next time.
Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.